The following is a production of Art Trap Productions, brought to you by the Gallifreyan Embassy and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This episode brought to you by Pachak Supporting Subscribers. Go to arttrap.com slash supporter to become a supporting subscriber. Support the show and get extra content and other bonuses. This episode brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash podshock. Over 85,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This episode also supported by the Podshock Podcast Companion app for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch now in the iTunes App Store. Um... Okay, before all of that, before all of the stuff that I did wrong, I love you. I love you. No, not like that, not like it's automatic, not like it's how you in the phone call, the sign off, the pat on the back. Uh, Clara. I will never say those words again, not to anybody else, ever. Those words from me are yours now. Hello? Uh, yeah, who's this? I just picked up the phone. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I found it. Oh, um, okay. Uh, can you please just put me back on the phone to uh, Danny? I was talking to Danny. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, um, what, what are you sorry about? Could you please just pass the phone back to... It's crossing the road. I, I, I found the phone. It must have just got through. The car, it just, it just came out of nowhere. I'm so sorry. Live from a lava pit inside a volcano, it's Doctor Who, Podshock. The Gallifrey Embassy presents Doctor Who Podshock, episode 317, 317. This is Louis Trapani, and joining me on this fine show once again is none other than Dave A.C. Cooper. Hello, 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 Dave. Yeah, I'm here. I hope I'm not under dark water. I'm calling in via Skype today. Well, if you are under dark water, I can see all of you. (laughs) You know, we should put these in swimming pools. (laughs) I don't get it. What what do you mean? Why? I've lost my watch. My watch has gone off my hand. I can't see my watch. So, uh, so yeah, we'll be uh, entering some dark water. So make sure you have your, well, I was going to say, make sure you have your swimming tr- swimming trunks. But it really doesn't matter if you're in dark water. <laughs> so I hope everyone is doing well. It's Sunday. It's uh, November already. It's November. Believe it. Wow, I can't believe it. So um, I hope everyone had a good Halloween, and everyone got their tricks or treats, and we're both. <laughs> And uh, I hope everyone enjoyed last night's episode of Doctor Who, which we'll be reviewing shortly. Um, First, we have some news and some um, clarifications uh, to get to. So 
as usual, I didn't check the, I know Kyle usually puts it in here, um, some of the overnights as far as, oh, here we go. See, he didn't let me down. It's it's in our chat. I should remind everyone that we do have, this is a live show, so we welcome your live feedback. You can call while we live. Well, we can, you can call after we're, we're not, when we're unlive, but you won't get us. But you can call right now, uh, 724-444-7444 is the phone number. So many fours. May the fours be with you. <laughs> All right. And uh, our call ID is 23358. Once again, 23358. And the number to call is 724-444-7444. And that's the talk show number that um, you'll be connected to. And, um, and, then, and if you are calling and you're not on the website, you're not, you, you're not in, the, in the chat that goes on during the, shot, during the show, then you can just to um, asterisk to put yourself in the queue. All right, so let's get back to uh, getting to uh, the news. And um, this I haven't done this in a while. The, where is it? Uh, it's over here. Here we go. <laughs> so thanks to Kyle. Overnight ratings uh, for uh, um, this episode. We're talking about Dark Water here. We're five. 0.27 million up from 3.03 million from last week. I think that's um, probably to be expected because I think this was a uh, anticipated episode to say the least. Yeah, there's some people that are real fans of Cyberman. Some people not so keen, but um, well, I, I'll talk about why they did that in the first place. Which I, I think I've spoiled this episode somewhat. Well, I, I bet. Well, we it, it was in um, the trail of the Cybermen, so. But, that's uh, what I meant. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Which, will, of course, is what attracted the numbers. Yeah. Well, I'm sure next week will probably be higher. Um, Kyle's just put six in chat. Uh, we do, I should remind everyone that we do have a live chat going on. If I didn't say so before, uh, six point nine two final ratings for last. Oh, that's for last week. So, um, but yeah. I, I expect. Um, this week's will be even higher, and next week's will probably be even higher than that, I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, I'm sure. Graham, Graham Sheridan, who um, hasn't been on the show recently, he's one of our hosts. Uh, his work has been interfering um, with his schedule. Anyway, so he had alerted me to um, there's going to be a, which I was kind of surprised about. In Germany, there's, they're having their first ever Doctor Who Convention, which I just assumed by now they probably would have had several, but but according to um, to what he had told me, um, let me see, I'm gonna call up Twitter for that because he had he had sent me a a, um, a DM about that. I'm, I'm just looking because I think he has a link to a news yeah, story about it. Yeah, it's take place in Castle on the 24th. Castle is spelled K A S L. Oh, okay, yes. K-A-S-S-E-L on the 24th to the 25th of October, 2015. And it's called Time Lash, which is um, kind of daring. It's an edge printer. Because, <laughs> well, some, some people um, that has a, for some, that's that episode has a little infamy attached to it. <laughs> Not the favorite of some people, so. Um, but, hey, whatever works. So, uh, so yeah, so that's that's pretty exciting. I, I just like I said, I I just find it 
um, remarkable that they haven't had one up until now. So, anyway. Um, there's, uh, I don't think there's a web page for the event yet. If there is, um, we'll pass it along to you. Not really news. There is a lovely picture doing the rounds on the internet, though, where... Oh, uh, yes. Virtually. Thanks for reminding me, yes. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, uh, well, you, you tell us, Taylor. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I'll let you tell. Well, basically, um, Sean Pertwee, John, John Pertwee's son... Uh, I, I think this was. I think this went out on Halloween because I, I'm, I'm assuming he was doing something for Halloween, uh, which was Thursday as we record this on Sunday. So it's uh, it, it's really made the rounds. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I'd be more surprised if you haven't seen it yet. Um, there's a, he's dressed up as his father, dressed up as the as the doctor, as the third doctor. So uh, unfortunately, he. I mean, the the photo itself is a little dark because of the lighting. So um, I, I wish it was lit a little bit better, but otherwise it's it's a great photo. If you um, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sure Google it, you'll find it. I put the link in the room for the people here with us now. Oh, okay. But it's all over. I mean, it's I, I mean I've seen it countless times on between fit, uh, between Facebook and and uh, Twitter. I'm, <laughs> I almost combined the two and called it fitter. <laughs> I'm sure Google Plus. He's got the, and it's brilliant. He's got the glary eyes, the nose, and the way he's got his mouth. He's, yeah, he has to get this white got wig. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, yes. Currently, can be seen in uh, Gotham at the moment playing Arthur. Yeah, Gotham. you know what? I, I have. The, I recorded the first episode. I still haven't. <laughs> it's still on my DVR. I still haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet, so. Um, I gotta, I gotta do that. I, I, Alfred, thank you. My I, first mistake, uh, Alfred. I'm sure I said Arthur instead. Uh, you're thinking Arthur Dent. Yeah, Alfred. <laughs> We're gonna get to our review. I, I don't think there's any other, any other major news to talk about. So we'll get to our reviews not, of, Dark, no, of, really. of Dark Water. And as always, before I do, must remind you about. Spoilers. Spoilers. Again. Spoilers. 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 So probably perhaps more so than other episodes, this one will have spoilers Spoilers. in it, which will affect your viewing. If you haven't seen it yet. So I actually, you know, watching it the second time, you you know, usually I've been saying, you know, on the second viewing, I usually tend to like them the episodes more than when I watched it on the first, but um, this time it seemed to be the other way around. It's only because, you know, the first time I was watching this, I was trying to, you know, figure out where things are going, what's what, and the second time you already know that, so that that little aspect of fun wasn't there, you know, but it was still, it still was enjoyable. Um, Well, before I go further, let's hear a little bit from Dark Water. Do you still have those sleep patch things? You can't have one. I'm having trouble sleeping. Still can't have one. Can I have one? No, you can't have one. So, Volcano, what's so good about lava? You told me once what it would take to destroy a TARDIS key. 
That's what's so good about love. All seven, from all of your hiding places. Carla, what are you doing? Don't. Be very, very careful with that. Those are very, very... Do I have your attention? Yes. Good. No. Not good, Clara. Danny Pink. Yeah? Is dead. And? Seriously. And fix it. Change it. Change what happened. Save him. Bring him back. So, Dark Water, this uh, part one of part two, uh, part, part one of two parts, I should say, of, um, of the series finale for Doctor Who of the 2014 series, um, also known as series eight and it's um directed by um rachel talalay if i'm pronouncing her last name right and it's written by it's written by stephen moffat who's a executive producer and head story head writer and showrunner whatnot head on show yeah yeah and it's uh, well obviously it stars um peter capaldi as the 12th doctor jenna coleman as clara oswald and um Samuel Anderson returns as Danny Pink, and Michelle Gomez, who um, is uh, starring as Missy, which we'll, we'll obviously talk more about that as we as we go along. So it starts off very. Um, it, it has a very powerful episode teaser. You know that that right before the that, that segment of the of the um, of the episode before the credits. So she's uh, Clara's speaking to um, Danny Pink on the phone. He's walking his way to her place, and um, she needs to speak with him before he gets here because um, obviously there's um, she has uh, some things that she wanted to discuss with him, but she felt it would probably be easier to talk to him without him standing right there or whatever. Um, so I mean, she wanted to express her feelings towards him and. Um, anyway, but you've seen I, I, a, you've you've seen this already. So what's <laughs> I mean, I, I realize I'm just telling you what's what you've already seen. So, uh, but it's I wasn't expecting uh, what had happened there. You know where, um, <laughs> I, and I think that was intentional. They they kept that under wraps. Um, so uh, yeah, we have the unexpected death of Danny Pink, and in, in that opening teaser. I'll tell you what, uh, Lewis, I don't know whether you or anybody else here thought it, and I didn't mention this uh, before, that um, the scene where she then runs into the road to, to, to see, because as mm-hmm. you said, he's on his way to the flat, so it was within uh, walking distance of, of their running yeah. distance, and she's in one outfit, and then the camera pans round, and she's suddenly in a different outfit. Oh, really? I have to take note next time. Right. Uh, oh, you... 
to a different outfit and the street's cleared. So you, you see him running towards it with all the, you know, they're putting the ticker tape across the road and the, it's a crime scene or whatever, or an investigation scene. And then she runs, then the pan at the camera close-ups on her face and then pans slightly back and the dress she's got is different. It goes to a darker one and the street's suddenly clear and there's the memorabilia uh, thing on the side of the fence. Oh, yeah, because it's, it, so it's, it's a yeah. different time. It, yeah, it, but, it's it's uh, that exactly. editing. But when I, first, when I first watch it, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be one of these two reality type of stories. Ah, yeah. That's what, uh, 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 so it threw me for a bit. I thought, oh, it's going to be two realities. You know, one where Danny dies and one where Danny doesn't die. You know, mm-hmm. Schrodinger's cat type of thing. Um, but it threw me for a bit until I suddenly realised they were just moving quickly on until she'd gone back to the scene after, presumably, well, the funeral, because we overhear, overlaid over that, yeah. the audio mm-hmm. of presumably the headmaster of Coal Hill School uh, talking to the assembled school, mm-hmm. um, because obviously both her and Danny were there, so they would have had some sort of memorial service at the school, I would have thought. Sure. So, but it did throw me a little bit that the the, the wonder what's happening, as did we then suddenly a uh, face with the doctor uh, on this um, volcanic rock, you know, sprawled in front of the TARDIS, and then we again they did it to me again because then it looked as though you know Clara was standing outside the TARDIS with a key, and then we suddenly jump in time and Clara walks in to the TARDIS. And she hasn't got the keys yet. She then goes and collects the keys. So, although you're quite right, it's this way they've been doing recently of, uh, you know, jumping, showing the the before bit and then the after bit and then the before bit. I was thinking, are we are we having um, you know two 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 realities clashing here? Yeah, it's you know, it, does the way. And I, I, you know, I mentioned this last week that it seems to be a common yeah, thread yeah. throughout this whole series. The way they have been editing the episodes, you know, in a non non-linear way, time-wise, you know, telling the story, you know, um, and, and it seems to be a pattern that's throughout almost every episode, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't think the first deep breath. I don't think had it. Then again, maybe it does after we watch it. So it's. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's if we can read anything into that, but it's just it just seems to be uh, an ongoing storytelling device that's used um, heavily this series. So after that, we're the, the next scene after the credits. We're, we're presented with another powerful scene where, um, which it seemed a little bit out of character, but it's understandable since she's just lost someone. That that what what Clara, the depths that Clara would go to to uh, to bring Danny back. Um, it's like I said, you know, when someone's suffering from grief, you know, they they may resort to uh, to things like that and uh, unexpected things, uh, things that may seem to be out of character, perhaps. But um, but even back in track, even going back to that, just um, I mean, there's obviously more to this relationship between Clara and Danny than what we see on screen, because um, we see not much of it on screen you know this series but obviously there's more that takes place off screen because she's at the point where i mean and this goes back a few episodes where you know she it it was made clear that she loves him and he loves her and you know um so we have to assume there's more to that that we don't see that takes place you know that well 
there was a growing realization in the forest episode, wasn't there? Because she admires the way that he was with the children. Yeah. Um, you said, what sort of man puts the children first before a venture? Mm-hmm. And then she thinks, and thinks, well, it makes him a husband material. That's what it does. So, uh, so yeah, I thought that whole volcano sequence was very powerful. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I, I was getting um, it reminded me a bit of the the climax there with Obi Wan and and um, Anakin, you know, going to uh, to Star Wars there with the lava and all that. But it, I mean, that, I'm just you know, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying it reminded me. Um, uh, but I, I thought it was done very well, you know. And then uh, again, nonlinear editing there as well and we realized what was really taking place which i don't think they probably could have done and got the same reaction you know that you know from you couldn't really bring the audience on the ride with you if you didn't do it that way if you didn't you know if, if you if you gave th- certain things away before beforehand so but i think it all i think that all worked well um once it was revealed and the doctor says um you know uh go to hell and then then he explains what he's talking about. You know, I was getting a little worried that that we're going to be that would doctor who might be jumping the shock a bit by going into, um, um, you know, exploring the afterlife. And, you know, uh, if we're going to enter yeah. mythology and fantasy and all that. And I said, well, I was getting a little worried there, but I'm you know, it's explained further on what's really going on. So. Um, so I'm glad it, you know, it didn't go into that realm, which it looked like it might have been going. Um, and then once they do arrive there, it's and and we see these tanks and skeletons in it and all that. And, you know, this is where, where the, um, you know, dead people are being preserved in these tombs and all that. Um, it did echo a little bit to me for uh, of the Matrix which is ironically because when I was watching The Matrix, it reminded me of Doctor Who, <laughs> going back to the to uh, what the, the the Matrix is in Doctor Who, which I think we learn later that um, that part of that technology is being used in the, um, in this operation. You know, as far as uh, capturing the essence and the minds of of, of those that have passed. And, and utilizing them that way, just like they did on Gallifrey with the Matrix. And, and we learned that the company is, is, is 3W, and for those tech heads out there, I couldn't, re- I couldn't stop thinking of, of <laughs> World Wide Web. World Wide Web. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's 3W is sort of a, a shorthand for, for that. So, so I'm saying, what do those three words mean? I'm like, World Wide Web, World Wide Web. <laughs> But apparently, I didn't catch this the first time because I was the first time I was watching it, and after I'm like, we never learned what the three words were, and then seeing it the second time, I have to assume the three words is "don't cremate me," is uh, is yeah. what those three words are. There were some revelations that I, you know, that I pieced together before before it happened, but that's it didn't it it wasn't it, it happened. I don't know how to say this, but it wasn't it, it wasn't like it was uh, predictable. It wasn't like, oh, well, you know, this is predictable or whatever. It sort of happened logically as the story unfolded. And, um, you know, like I, I was once Dark Water was explained and you see um, um, what was his name? Uh, the, the, the gentleman, Seb, um, one of the uh, oh, no, it was Dr. Chang. Right. Dr. Ch- Dr. Chang, yeah. 
puts his hand into the dark water and you don't see his watch and or sleeve and all that. Uh, then, you know, thinking to myself, oh, I know Cybermen are in this episode. And then, you know, we saw these skeletons moving and they don't have any muscle tissues, whatever. Something must be moving them. And then they explain that they're in this extra, um, the that they were in some sort of um, encasement or whatever uh, that, that you don't see in this water. And then, you know, so I was able to put, I was, I pieced it together that, ah, you know, here we are, you know, just like Tomb of the Cybermen, we got all the Cybermen. So I was, I was able to piece it together and then it was revealed anyway when, when the doors close and you see the two circles with the teardrops and, and, um, and then the musical cue with the Cybermen music. So, so it, even though I pieced it together right before it, it didn't, it wasn't like a big, like, predictable thing where it wasn't a disappointment it was more like it was actually was more satisfying than anything right uh, and there was a lot through i mean we had the, the i thought the most effective one actually was the the very first skeleton head that moved because they're in the, 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 the when when they're looking along and it's you know, it's not fish tanks, it's these people, and they're, they're very comfortable corpses because they're being put on chairs, but you still seem to see, think of them as, you know, inanimate, or, or for one, one, basically the bones are preserved. So you might think, well, it's some sort of, uh, like the ancient Egyptians uh, embalm people, perhaps this is their religious way of looking after their, you know, corpses mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, but then they're walking along, and then all of a sudden you get, well, I don't think you hear the creak of the neck, but you suddenly see one of the skulls turn. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was very effective. Yeah. We're going to hell. Or wherever it is that people go when they die, if there is anywhere. Whatever it is, we're going to go there and we're going to find Danny. And if it is in any way possible, we're going to bring him home. You're going to help me? Well, why wouldn't I help you? Because what I just did, I just... You betrayed me. You betrayed my trust. You betrayed our friendship. You betrayed everything that I've ever stood for. You let me down! Then why are you helping me? Why? Do you think I care for you so little that betraying me would make a difference? Stop it with the eyes. Don't do that with the eyes. How do you do that anyway? It's like they inflate. Cut out the whining while you're at it. We've got work to do. This is it, Clara, one of those moments. What moments? The darkest day, the blackest hour. Chin up, shoulders back. Let's see what we're made of. You and I. Switching off the safeguards. Turning off the nerve calm. Remember, we did this before. We plugged you into the TARDIS telepathic interface. We ended up all over Danny's time stream. Because you're here linked, strongly linked. Your time streams are intertwined. So if he's anywhere at all, that link will hold. Give me your hands. Doctor. We're in a hurry. I don't deserve a friend like you. Clara, I'm terribly sorry, but I'm exactly what you deserve. So, yeah, so I was a little worried uh, there, but it, 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 you know, where we might be going. Right. Yeah, well, it, yeah, he says, I mean, the technology of the TARDIS believes is somewhere... Uh, that Danny is located, so you're quite right, that does that. But, um, yeah, that remark about the doctor, I'm mean, exactly what you received. I mean, you can read that either way, can't you? 
she's bad and he's a bad doctor, or she's good and he's a good doctor. Basically, they deserve one another. It doesn't actually give you any idea of of what their attributes are, just that they're, you know, good bed, bedfellows, if you know what I mean. They're, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, and of course the doctor still hasn't decided whether he's a good man or not. And the opening of this, when we see Clara, um, you know, with the keys in hand on Mount Doom, with Frodo and... Uh, uh, sorry, wrong story. Um, <laughs> you know, when you get that scene, you, you don't you don't know. You think, well, obviously she's in grief. Uh, remember, there was a scene uh, when her grandmother comes into the kitchen before where she said, oh, it was very... It was too ordinary, it was boring or whatever. You think, well, she's obviously totally distressed, she's not thinking right, um, you know, and all these other things. And that scene, uh, even the doctor comments, you know, he, um, you know, she realises that she must be so distressed to actually go to the situation where she's forced... She's not asking the doctor first, she's forcing them. And, of course, whether there's any parallels with Father's Day, I don't know whether you made any connection with that, Lewis. With Father's Day? No. Yeah, well, Rose wants to go back and save her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, that that was kind of that was so obvious that I I, it, I couldn't see it. <laughs> it was blocking. It was so big. It was blocking my view. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, I, I I thought you meant something more subtle. <laughs> all right. Uh, but by the way, you know that episode last week where there were lots of trees. That was a forest. Yes, I couldn't see that through the um, through the woods. Yes, so well, yeah. I wanted to actually. I, I, just speaking of last week's episode, since he brought it up, um, I just wanted to make a, some quick clarifications. And I wanted to do this before we got into our review, but when we got into the news, and I completely forgot. Um, I, I do want to um, just going back to last week's story on our and our last week's podcast reviewing that. Um, just make some clarifications and and an apology if I was mispronouncing. Maeve's name wrong because it's spelled M A E B F in uh, on on Wikipedia, um, B as B as in boy, not V as in Vincent. So I was pronouncing it Mabe, and uh, um, and uh, apparently it's Maeve. So um, I, I, again, I was just going by how it was um, how it's how it's spelled. Uh, so that there's that there's that, and also. Um, and uh, you know, several people had um, brought that to my attention. So, uh, and then also uh, trying to give. Well, while you think about I'm just, that, well, I'm just trying to give people's credits. I, 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 I was just trying to think of names yeah, here. Absolutely. There's uh, Jeff and um, had had um, emailed about that. I want. I'm not going to go through everyone, but the other thing was about the museums, the sleepovers, <laughs> and um, Elaine and others have written about that as well. Uh, and, and provided links, and I want to thank everyone for that. Apparently, it's common in the U.S. as well. Uh, the, you know, especially I guess after the movie "A Night in a Museum," that had um, um, made it even more popular. I guess having sleepovers. Uh, I'm just was saying in my time as going as a kid going to museums on on uh, school trips that was never uh, an option, or maybe it was, but it was never. In my school, it was never an option. So, so yeah. So I, uh, 
apologies for that as well because I I not had heard of sleepovers in museums here. But apparently, it's been um, it's been very popular here in the U.S. as well, uh, especially since I think it was 2006 that movie came out. So it seems to be it seemed to gain popularity, especially so after that. But um, so and and it was um, spelled Mabe is spelled um, M A E B H. So that's why I was calling it Mabe with a B. But it's um, apparently it's Mave, and like it's it's pronounced M A V E type. Anyway, I'm. I think it's a Welsh. It's a Welsh name. I think. I'm prolonging this, but I, I just wanted to get that clear the air there and apologize for any people that were, you know, taken back by it. All right, so getting back to dark water. <laughs> now that we got now that now now that we're out of the woods, <laughs> out of the forest. Now we're out of the dark place called Lucy's Head. Yes. <laughs> Where am I? Well, uh, big question. Try to take that one slowly. We have been trying to contact family members, but really, there is so much admin. I wasn't here. I was... Yeah, that uh, last thing that happened to you, that really happened, I'm afraid. But, um... That's life. Well, not life, I suppose, but... There are some forms to fill in. Might help you relax. Well, they won't, but uh, we do need them filled in. Right, uh, important thing, need to know, uh, are you being cremated? Sorry, it's a, it's a fairly urgent question. I, I, I don't know, I never really thought of that. I'm going to put you down as yes, that's pretty much the default these days. <laughs> if people only knew. Only knew what? We've got a burner in number 12. Tell them to prep, please. Burner? Yeah, it's fine. We'll come to that. But I don't understand where I am. You sort of know, don't you? Most people kind of know. It's just it's hard to get traction on the concept. Where am I? OK, you're dead, um, and this is what's next. And that was... Um... Chris Addison playing Seb against um, Samuel Anderson playing Danny Pink there in a very awkward scene while he's um, explaining or not not really truly explaining, but uh, trying to get the concept that he's no longer among the living. Yeah, I thought the, the, the scene that we saw where we see um, Danny as a soldier, I thought that was rather strangely done. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's in, obviously, a war zone. Um, the, and, and, and then during the course of this episode, he gets introduced to somebody he's killed, which we see him throw a grenade, but the way he throws a grenade, very funny. He didn't look like a soldier throwing a grenade to, you know, something that was like 50 yards away where you're going to blow it up. He, he virtually just hurled it like a girl. Oh, say things like that. He just <laughs> sort of... Don't, don't get sexist. Know, he, he just sort of... He just sort of lobbed it like he'd lobbed something over a wall. It's mm-hmm. uh, Perhaps that's how you throw grenades. I don't know, but... It seemed very uh, strange, indeed. and we have to assume, of course, that there was an innocent young lad in there, not not whoever he was uh, thinking he was doing mm-hmm. battle with. Uh, it did seem yeah. struck me as a bit strange. Well, at least we know um, that it, you know, that it was an Earth war. That you know, obviously, uh, according to, 
well, according to uh, we, it's not explained in the episode itself, but uh, um, sometimes you know when we do these reviews, we refer back to those extras, those Doctor Who, the like ten minutes uh, behind the scenes that accompany um, each new episode of the series, and in, in that they um, they they said that they when they developed this set piece, you know, of this worn torn area. Um, they said it looked like something you might see at a, you know you might see in Afghanistan. So um, I don't know if we are to assume that's where this was taking place, but it might be. But at least it's on Earth. Yes, yeah. I mean, because we were speculating that perhaps he was a soldier from the future or a soldier from somewhere else, and and that's why he seems so unfazed by the Doctor and the TARDIS and everything else. But. Um, so that kind of rules that out, I would imagine. Yeah, but one thing it does bring into highlight is the fact that it was a child that he killed uh, mm-hmm. gives credence to his, you know, not wanting to talk about things and that. Yeah. He doesn't, because he doesn't see it as any glory, he sees it as presumably a very tragic loss of life. Yeah. So we have this story, we have, you know, um, Danny being indoctrinated into uh, what's, you know, being um, uh, painted as an afterlife, um, though it's explained it's not really an afterlife, it's just more life and yada, yada, yada. So we have that story taking place at the same time as the story of the Doctor and, and Clara coming to um, to this place, which we are led to believe it's one and the same place, but then we find out later that it's not. Um, so... Uh, at least um, not in a literal sense. And um, so we have these two kind of concurrent stories taking place at the same time. And uh, and we finally see the Doctor and Missy finally come face to face in more ways than one. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she explains to him that she's a she's a robot, an android. Or, um, and, uh, you know, and I wasn't buying that from the get go. You know, I, I like, no. You know, and then she was acting a little robotic, you know, as well. And, um, and I said, no, she's not a robot. And, um, you know, and of course that turned out to be the case. And, um, you know, it, it, and, and it's in that scene where she puts his hand over her hearts or heart or whatever. And and we are, you know, and, and that was her way of telling him who she is, uh, I, you know. In a way, but he didn't pick. He didn't pick up on it at that point. No, but it makes me wonder because then when it's it is revealed uh, again, we already gave spoiler alerts and all that. So, but it makes me wonder now um, for, for anyone that's following. Because okay, we we learn that she is really which which I again this is one of those revelations that I I, I figured out right before it was kind of revealed which is okay I, I didn't have a problem with that but <clears throat> I mean I I, I drew the parallel I said Missy master and I I, I you know I, I knew where it was going and uh, I, again um, it didn't spoil the story for me in any way but um, but going back to the history of the master um, he had ran out of regenerations and um, he was falling apart. He was he's, he was in a cloak, and his flesh was uh, you know off his body and whatever. Uh, he was decaying in front of us. <laughs> but in uh, in Keeper Trocken, 
he uh, takes over another body, and then he, 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 he's able to, you know, since he ran out of regenerations, he was able to, he, he took over Tremas and, um, and, and then became the, the um, Anthony Anley master, as we know, um, and then continued on. Uh, this was back in the 80s. But, but my point is that does he still have two hearts? I mean, if he took over another body, and, and, and I don't know, um, you know, when the series came back, it was um, we had two other actors that had played him and all that. And, you know, somewhere along the lines, he must have brought back the physiology of Time Lords into his own body. Didn't he have some sort of potion or well, something like that? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to... Yeah. Well, without going to all those complications, one of the things in this particular scene is where 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 she said, you know, how she maintained. I thought she said the word heart, not hearts, uh, because I was trying to listen to it. I suppose I should have put the subtitles on. But um, she actually refers to heart, not hearts. Mm-hmm. But then when when she reveals, you know, who she is, the doctor then says, ah, two hearts. So... It's slightly confusing. I'll have to uh, do the uh, thing with the, um, you know, the the subtext on it, um, you know, the closed captions or whatever you call them. But yeah. um, I, I still think that reveal uh, of who who she is seems to me a little bit flippant. It, um, and it wasn't my thoughts. Darth skeptical of fortune's not with us at the moment. Uh, but he feels as though that reveal was almost so much of a giveaway. Uh, that it may not be the definitive answer, you know what I mean? Well, we were predicting that we probably wouldn't find out until next week, you know, so I was kind of surprised that they revealed it, you know, um, yeah. this week, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously, there's still some unanswered questions, which I don't know if we'll have answers to next week, you know, as far as, um, you know, how, you know, how he came to be. But once, once she said... Once she said, oh, I'm the one that you left for dead or something like that, then I knew right away that's, you know, when it clicked to me that, oh, that's who it is. It's, you know, um, you know, but right before that, you start thinking of, you know, Ronnie, you start thinking about all these other, other time, you know, uh, you know, who could it be? But, um. Well, I thought it was an eternal, of course, but uh, I mean, the other thing to remember and keep in mind is the fact that this episode was, what, 40-odd minutes long. Uh, the second half is more than a half because it's 60 minutes long. Oh, is that what next week's episode is? Next week's episode is 60 minutes wow. long, yeah. Okay, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, this was like 46 and change. Uh, we- Right. And, of course, with the first episode, uh, this again was Darth's point, with the first episode being, although he didn't know it was that, but it, it put two and two together with the first episode being the extended 74-minute one. Although we've only got you know, 13 episodes, including the Christmas one, uh, these 12 episodes are probably in runtime had the same as 13 episodes usually would. Because the, the first one ran, what, a good uh, 25 minutes long, and this, uh, and uh, the last one is going to run an extra fifteen minutes. So, we've basically got thirteen episodes in terms of minutes in twelve episodes uh, made. To presumably try and, I mean, one of the things, uh, I mean, 
whether Stephen Moffat lies or whatever. I mean, he's trying to make um, a lot of when we had the split season, you know, where we had we had seven episodes, then we had eight. That was it? That was it? Six and then eight. Um, that he liked it because it meant you had to, it meant you had two two climaxes in the you know you had two series finales because you had one in the middle and one at the the end. But um, well, I don't know. Uh, anyway. I mean, they they could still do two. I mean, nothing stopping them from doing two parters in the middle. I mean, they don't have to wait to the series finale or a mid series finale to do two. You know, a cliffhanger. We could we could have more. You know, they've done it before with, um, you know, the... the oh, um, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But what I mean is they had the season split into two halves, so it mm-hmm. meant you had two end of season. Yeah. It was like having two mini short seasons. But anyway, uh, the, the point is that this episode, I must admit, although I did like this episode, I did feel there was quite a bit of repetition in it. There was um, quite a lot of scenes where repeating, like um, the scene where Clara was trying to establish whether they were really talking to Danny Pinkalot. That was when they, they, you know, the doctor left her and, uh, and went on his separate uh, thing there. And we've had more of that recently, the, the doctor and Clara not on screen necessarily all the time together. But that seemed a little protracted. Um, so to me, uh, they've obviously wanted to make next week's episode the one with all the crash bang wallop and all the action. Uh, but I feel as though this episode, although I enjoyed it, uh, and there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, one of the things, although everybody knew it's Cyber because they'd been, uh, you know, in the trailer or whatever, there were some nice little things. Uh, the, the, you know, the chap that was interviewing Danny on his wall, he had like this sort of abstract work of art, which was a circle with a little small circle. Yeah, yeah And then there that. were a couple of other occasions. Yeah, where, when the doctor and Clara arrived in that. Like you quite rightly said, we thought that was the same place, but it wasn't because it was Time Lord technology. They were in this sort of mini trugophane sphere, weren't they? So when Danny was looking up at this circular landscape going all the way over the sky, um, what's that famous uh, quote from Star Trek? Uh, The world was hollow and I have touched the sky. Yeah, so reference to that. so obviously there were the idea was that that was just their their minds that were in there and that was a bit of um, time lord technology but um when the dots comes into the main building uh, and they see it's a, a mausoleum with the with actual skeletons there's a sign there which saying that you know um we remember and there again they had the decal but it was that lovely reveal on the doors where you saw the obverse one, didn't you? You yeah. had the one where the little small circle was on the left, then the second door closed, it was on the right, mm-hmm. giving you the, the eyes. Ah, ah moment. But of course, you knew it already because of the damn trailer. Well, that's it, I, I think the maybe they shouldn't have included the Cybermen in the trailer, yeah. you know, because like I said, I was able to yeah, piece it, it together. Have. Once I, once, um, um, what was it? Not Doctor Chang put his hand in that dark water. You know, it was then. You know, and I and I real I knew that Cybermen were in their story. Then I, it was very simple to piece together. You know what those skeletons were. Yeah, and also the the subtle clues that they've been giving as you went along was spoiled because it, so the the the, the director. And by the way, I thought she directed extremely well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think she's. 
part, she's American, but English nationality, I think, dual nationality or whatever they call. Rachel, what, what did you say, Talalay, uh, whatever the set. Mm-hmm. I think she did a, a very good job yeah, on it. I just yeah. felt as though um, the, the content seemed a little bit light to me. Yeah, it's, you know, like I said, as I said, on on the second viewing, a lot of that, um, the mystery was gone. So what was left was just the content. And as you said, just the content alone is is kind of sparse. But, you know, I I think um, Mm. it was well acted. acted. Um, I think Michelle Gomez as Missy, she's... She, she plays that character, and I mean this in a good way. She, she's like very, like she gnaws at you, you know, <laughs> and um, you know. But I, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, you know, in, in a very, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting where to see how where this where she goes and how, you know, how this all plays out. So I right. Um, right. You know, there was no, there was no next time trailer. So you know, if we go back to last week's trailer, that was more of a trailer for the two episodes combined, because there's certain things that were in that that we didn't see yet. You know, and which I'm assuming we'll see next week. Right, uh, Price Budding Brain has put in text here. Um, I agree. I'd mistaken all of the Nether Sphere roundels, which they've had a lot of them in previous episodes, for suggestions that the Nether Sphere was a TARDIS. But of course, they were they were trying to use the eye, um, the, the specific look of the the Cyberman eye, weren't they? Yeah. I, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll, I'm going to give some uh, some other points about some interesting little things about this episode, and then we'll open it up to uh, okay. callers. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that we uh, we learned Martha, uh, we learned that Clara's uh, birthday is November 23rd. <laughs> Steve Jobs is mentioned in this episode, so uh, he's now um, immortalized in Doctor Who. Um, and then it ends with. Um, Oh, 23rd of November, did you say? Yes. A day after another That's notable birthday. That's when Doctor birthday. Who started. That's when Doctor <laughs> Who started, though. 23rd of yeah, November. Yeah, I know, I know. That, 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 I, that's an obvious thing. So, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. They, they made her birthday then. Um, and um, the Cybermen, once they, they do emerge out of the tombs, uh, first th- that dark water subsides... And then they open up and they they um, step out and all that, but none of them are wet. So there must have been like a a hair dryer or something going on. <laughs> must have dried them up. None of the, the the tombs aren't. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just. It might have been cool if they were wet, but it might have been logistically hard to uh, to shoot. You know, because then um, they would have to clean it all up. You know, if for, for retakes or whatever, for second shots and all that. You know, it's it might get a little messy, but um, just making a point of it. Uh, but we see at the end, we see um, Danny is uh, has the iPad and you know and is contemplating deleting himself and and it says Danny Pink. You think it would be more formal? Maybe I don't know if his his if Danny's a nickname for Danielle or or whatever. But uh, it's it's Danny Pink. Um, but in that very end, and, um, and I think um, on Facebook, Kevin had. Um, Messaged me about this as well. There's, uh, you, if you notice, 
in the reflection on the iPad, you see briefly the reflection of the boy. Um, so I think that that kind of whets your appetite and for next week, you know, and, and somehow maybe that's going to play a part in what decision he makes as far as, um, you know, what he's going to use, the, what he's going to choose, with, what he's going to do with the iPad. Yeah, it's not clear whether he actually ends up clicking the delete button or not. He's he's certainly pondering it, and uh, we're not sure uh, what happens there. But um, there's, I mean, uh, one of the things that uh, Anne said as well is that uh, I mean, we we both bemoaned the fact that you know you knew you knew it was going to be Cybermen from what happened, but uh, because the filming was done so you know months in advance, and it was in a very public place. You know, right in the middle of London, presumably thought they just couldn't keep that a secret anyway. So any pretense of trying to keep it under wraps was lost. Yeah, and um, Jeff and Kyle in chat uh, responded about the Daniel about Danny Pink. Why not? Why not Rupert Pink? You know, his his um, as we learned his real name. Right. Well spotted. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Kyle and Jeff, for that as well. All right, well, uh, I'm going to play another clip, and then we'll open it. Oh, so as far as, um, I, I guess I'll give my overall rating as, as um, you know, before beforehand. Um, I'm going to give it, on, on first watching, I'm going to give it five out of five TARDIS clones. Um I think it loses some impact on second viewing only because the mystery is already revealed and you're not trying to figure things out. And that, so it, it may be a half a star less on second viewing. But it's, it's still a strong episode. I think, um, you know, so far, you know, it's it's one that I think kept me on the edge of my seat, you know, um, the most this series. And uh, um, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. And, uh, um, and I, you know, so that's, uh, you know, I don't know. If I, I only saw, saw it twice, but, I, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not f the fault of the episode, but, you know, it just doesn't have the same impact, I think, on, um, on, on subsequent watchings because you already know where things are going. Right, uh, and uh, uh, let me add to that. I, I'm, I'm probably more like a um, oscillating. I'm oscillating. Well, I'm oscillating <laughs> well, between a three and a four because um, I think you're right. Um, I've, I've only watched it really one and a half times, and also with the audio as well. Um, there's not once you watch it the first time, there isn't much suspense because a, a lot of it. Um, is is a, a, a slow reveal, but uh, like you say, once it's revealed, it's revealed. Um, so there's quite a lot of things to think about in the first part, uh, and then we get um, quite a lot of uh, good dialogue, and uh, we get um, you know all this debate of what happens and, and Missy and so on. But in actual fact, there's a, quite a lot of repetition in it. I think is a, is a little bit. Um, uh, of a light episode in terms of content, uh, maybe they, they've, they've moved, you know, we've basically only seen one third of this story, I feel, mm -hmm. not half of the story. 
most of that, of course, is because it is a long episode. But we, it should really, this should have been 40% and next week it's 60%. But I feel as though we've only had 30% this week. I think they want to smash it out of the park with the last episode. And I think there's still some more surprises to come. In fact, yeah. for it to be a, a really good end, it's got to be some more surprises because they've laid it out fairly clearly what's happening here. Uh, but I am very glad that they've veered back towards a sort of scientific explanation for these things. And it's yeah. not, you know, because we have a lot of fairy tale uh, certainly mm -hmm. last week. So I'm glad that um, that has come a little bit more back onto a... So even though it, you could argue it's a really nasty one. And, and also as well, I like the fact that the Doctor does say, you know, boulder dash and this and that because he wants Clara to actually... Basically, he thinks Clara's going to prove that that really isn't anything, that it's some sort of Turing mm -hmm. test. You know, the one where if you're talking to somebody behind the screen and you can't tell whether mm -hmm. they're a person or a computer, it's, uh, it's a way of proving that computers have come of age. Uh, and in some ways, I hope uh, that that gave some relief to younger viewers watching it because I mean some younger viewers will be having nightmares won't be going to bed thinking you mean when I you know when I'm dead and in my coffin I'm going to be people are going to start dreaming about being buried alive aren't they and it's going <laughs> to be uh, uh, it, it could have been a, a little heavy handed there for for younger watchers because we always try and remind ourselves don't we that uh, the target age is what 7 to 17 are you know well, it's eight, supposed eight, to be a family eight, show, eight, so it's supposed to be enjoyable for everyone yeah. from, you know, from 7 to 70. Yeah. Now, do you think... Oh, I realise that, but it's supposed to be able to be understandable oh, by an eight-year-old yeah. mm -hmm. and follow the joy. Yeah. Now, uh, now, Danny doesn't really satisfy Clara as far as, um, you know, validating that it's really him. You know, she kept on asking and... No, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say you're wrong. I think you're wrong. He does that on purpose because that's she doesn't want saving her because yes. she said she says she'll do anything, and he thinks she's going to kill herself to join him. Yeah. So he very painfully, and that's why he's upset at the end. He very painfully, deliberately. Yeah, that, that's why he says, I, "If she so, said, if she she said, if you say uh, I love you one more time, so, I'm going to hang up or something." And I'm paraphrasing. So, and that's why he says, yeah. "I love you." It's just to get her to hang up, you know. He does it deliberately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he realises the sacrifice he's made, but he doesn't want the same fate to befall her that's befallen him. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's agreeing with me, by the way, in text. That's not, and and, and I don't know he's at that point. That's Jeff another has, point I made, but I'll take it. And also in chat, Jeff had said, Doctor Who, scary? Never. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you think about it, it's quite a thing to think that, you know, you know, some kid who lost his granddad, you know, who had cancer or something a year ago, and he thinks... You know, the one thing his mum and dad have said to him, oh, well, at least they're not in any pain anymore. And then the doctor says, yeah, what's happening? Who do I believe? Doctor Who or my mum and dad? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's yeah. quite quite powerful stuff. And don't get cremated. Ah. I just got a shock. I just looked out the, the window. You know, we had here in the States, we changed our, client, our time you know, change our clocks back to standard time, and it's uh, pitch black outside. I wasn't expecting that. 
like, what happened? We're through a time portal, and it's all of a sudden like nine o'clock at night. No, it's uh, it's five twenty-two, and it's pitch black. They've been transported to the netherworld, Lewis. I know it's dark water outside. All right, well, dark uh, sky is price for being brain put. Yes. Hi, this is Fraser Hines, and you're listening to a Doctor Who Podshock. We'll be right back with our review, our live review of Dark Water. But first, as always, uh, I'd like to remind you about Audible. Audible is the premier provider of digital audiobooks. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from in all different genres, including science fiction, but also thrillers, business, comedy, romance, and a whole lot more. Audible titles will play on your iPhone, Kindle, Android, over 500 devices for listening anytime and anywhere. And for you, listeners of Doctor Who Podshock, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you have a chance to check out their service. You decide it's not for you, within that 30 days you can just cancel and you keep your free audiobook. It's yours to keep. To download your free audiobook, simply go to audibletrial.com slash podshock. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash podshock for your free audiobook. If you didn't get that URL, have no fear. Go to podshock.net and you'll find links to it there as well. Now, as always, we like to uh, make a possible recommendation of what you might choose. You don't have to choose it. You could choose whatever they have to offer for your free selection. Um... What we try to do is um, choose something that has some sort of connection to what we're talking about in this episode of Doctor Who Podshock. Not always, but most of the time. So we are reviewing Dark Water, and it pays some homages to some uh, Cybermen stories of the past. And, uh, um, you know, we see that in the tombs that they discover that are filled with Dark Water is a little nod to... Um, Tomb of the Cybermen, a 1968 story. And um, the Cybermen emerging from St. Paul's Cathedral is another little homage to another 1968, 1968 story, The Invasion. So, um, so why don't we choose that for our, for our selection? Uh, again, this isn't something that, that you have to choose. You could choose whatever you like. But this is a classic Second Doctor story. It's an audiobook that uses the soundtrack from the story from the episodes the, from the BBC episodes themselves, and with um, narration by Fraser Hines, who plays um, uh, who plays Jamie McCurman, obviously. Uh, well, might not be obvious for some people. Um, in in the story, he plays he plays Jimmy uh, J- Jamie, <laughs> the Doctor's companion. So uh, so basically, this is uh, the Cybermen in London in this classic story. And they, uh, the Doctor and Zoe and Jamie arrive on, arrive on Earth in 1975. So, I mean, it takes place in the near future at that time. They find the likes of um, Tobias Vaughn and, uh, um, and uh, well, you know, maybe there are more parallels here, you know, because there's an alliance there with the Cybermen. And sort of like Miss C now with the Cybermen. So uh, let's hear a little bit from that now. This is, um, once again, this is Doctor Who The Invasion. And it's um, narrated by Fraser Hines. And 
you can, um, this could be your selection. They emerge into the field, but appear to be walking out of thin air. The removal of the circuits having rendered invisible the TARDIS's police box exterior. Sniffing deeply of the fresh morning air, the three friends set off. Leaving the field, they find themselves in a narrow country road. Hearing a lorry coming up fast behind them, they stand in the middle of the road and thumb for a lift. The vehicle stops and the doctor walks up to the driver's cabin. I wonder if you could help us. Are you trying to get out? We're trying to get to London. Get in. Oh, that's very simple. You? Shut up, will you? Get in. Affected by the urgency in the man's tone, the doctor ushers Jamie and Zoe up into the cab. Once they're all inside, the lorry sets off at speed. Somewhere ahead, two motorcyclists are racing fast along the road in the opposite direction. As the distance between the vehicles shortens, the lorry suddenly pulls off the road, coming to a halt under cover of the trees lining a cart track. The driver gets out and looks anxiously back down the lane. He starts to move away. The doctor, Jamie and Zoe climb down and follow him into the undergrowth. Look, what, what's happening? Why are we hiding? Company's in charge. We're on my trail. Which company? Oh, come on. There's only one company. Well, you, you see, we're, we're, we're strangers around here. Strangers? And you're not from the community, then? No. And how did you get inside the compound? Well, it's rather a long story. Was... With this community you talked about, are they prisoners here, then? Those who haven't gone over to the company are, yes. Not that they say you can't get out. They just make it pretty impossible without passes. So you can move in and out? I got in, all right. But getting out might be just a bit more difficult. This company, what do they do? International Electromatics. I'm sure you've heard of them. Well, no. Uh, we've been a little out of touch. You must have been. They're the world's biggest electronic manufacturers. You can hardly buy a piece of equipment that isn't theirs. Quick, get up. The old duck as the bikes go past. What is this place, this compound? They set up a whole community of their own. Factories, houses, a vast network of industrial complexes. All of the local people have been bought out. Most of them have joined the company. The others... My people haven't been able to trace them. Your people? They should be safe now. We're not far from the guard post. You feel better stay outside in the lorry. I'm trying to bluff our way out. Come on. A short while later, the lorry is approaching a barrier which blocks the road ahead. The TARDIS crew are huddled together in the back. Now. Yes, but why are we hiding like this? We've done nothing wrong. 
We'll find out later. Keep down. The lorry has come to a halt, and a guard walks up to the cab window. The driver flashes his pass, and after a moment of indecision, the guard nods and lifts the barrier. The lorry drives through and leaves the compound, but as it goes, a second guard emerges hurriedly from the hut and looks after the departing vehicle. Both guards step aside as the two motorcyclists come racing through the open barrier. Once again, that's uh, the invasion. Uh, fr uh, Fraser Hines um, narrating a 1968 story from the um, uh, using the BBC soundtrack from the episodes themselves in the audiobook, and that could be your selection to get your free audiobook. Simply go to audibletrial.com/pachag. Again, that's audibletrial one word audibletrial.com/pachag for your free audiobook. And now let's um, get back to our review, our live review, with your live feedback of Dark Water, Doctor Who Dark Water. Horrible possibility that has never occurred to anyone throughout human history. Don't say it. The dead remain conscious. The dead are fully aware of everything that is happening to them. So your mind is here, your soul, whatever you want to call it, and you're in your new body, in your new world, but you're still connected to your old body in your old world. You're still going to feel what it feels. That's why I'm cold. They're keeping you in a cold place. Yeah. You did say... You were being cremated. Sorry, get this. Sorry, sorry. Are you, are you telling wow. me? Wow, oh, that's rare. This never happens. Wow, what now? What never happens? You've got a call. A call from the other side. Meaning? Do you know somebody called uh, Clara Oswald? Fakery, all of it. It's a con. It's a racket. I promise you, this is not a con. What's that beeping? Oh, never mind about beeping. Who cares about beeping? The dead are dead. They're not They're not talking to you out of your television sets. They're just gone. And all these poor souls down there in these tanks. I'm sorry, but they're just dead and they're not coming back. Clara! Clara! Clara, are you there? And I just caught another reference there to that's the idiot lantern. They don't talk to you out of television sets. Yeah, that's true. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, and there was another reference where um, he says, um, the doctor says to Clark at one point, uh, we've work to do, which is one of the phrases that the seven doctor used to use with Ace. Yes, on, Ace, yeah. we've work to do. Mm -hmm. That's a good, good uh, pickup there, yeah. Oh, sorry. All right, well, as always, we're going to go to... Um I'll call us here, and uh, Pachak supporting subscribers will get jumped, will get um, bumped up in the queue there. So uh, first up is uh, is Kyle. Welcome back to the show, Kyle. It's good to have you back. I hope um, you're not in dark water. 
No, I'm not in dark, dark water at all, but not in dark skies or anywhere. Uh, but I will say this. I have no problem when saying that I am wrong, and I was totally wrong about this season back when I was complaining a few weeks ago about how I didn't like everything to be so ordinary with Danny and Clara. Now it 100% makes sense to me. So I'm stating this on air. I was wrong, and I am proud to be wrong because last night's episode was, you know, a five out of five. I'll go ahead and give my, uh, you know, go ahead and give my rating now. Absolutely five out of five. Uh, I do have some comments, though, and I'll go through those. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I said, like I said, one of the things that I, I did not like was the the focus on Danny and Clara. But now, you know, seeing Danny's uh, storyline take a different turn, as we obviously saw, that completely made sense to me. Um, I did like last week's episode better now, knowing what we know now going back and rewatching his scene with Clara at the end again puts an entire different light on it and I think I've said before and we've all said before that's one thing that Moffat does is he writes scenes so that when you get to the big reveal you can go back and you can watch those episodes again and have a complete different feel of it yeah. so again did that watched uh, last week's episode had a, had a di- different feel, you know, totally for me. Um, I do have some questions or some hypothetical questions or some uh, posing some thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Question, can Danny, can, can Danny be saved? What do you guys think? Well, I, you know, that's a question that I was contemplating myself. Now, that's why I was suggesting, you know, is this – you know, I, I I agree with what Dave had said at the end there that he was trying to save Clara, but still in the beginning there, before that point, he wasn't he couldn't think of anything to verify that it was him. But maybe he was just uh, put on the spot and couldn't think of something. I don't know. But um, but it makes me think. You know, how is this going to be resolved as far as um, him continuing on in the same plane as? Um, as Clara, are they? Is, is he gonna? His his um, mind is gonna be rejoined with his body if, as long as he's not cremated. Is that is how is that is that how it's gonna be resolved? And you know, and he's gonna. Well, I. You know, I don't know. And, and another thing is, we don't know who hit him with the car. You know, the car just came out of nowhere. Who was driving the car? Was it a complete freak, random accident, or was it in a little? sinister missy behind it in some shape form or fashion so you know that i don't know if they'll play that up or not but one thing we've got to remember too is if their time stream is so interwoven we've also seen a descendant now did his unexpected death eliminate that future descendant oh good point possibly you know you know something to play with there um so let's talk missy for a second um, I was totally misdirected. Now I did. I, I know where you, Lewis. You said that you got the idea of, you know, when you realized it was the master. I did not get that until the very end. Uh, to you know, whenever it was revealed, I was convinced it was the Rodney. Uh, I, at, I was going into it. My two 
big candidates of possibilities was either Romana or the or the Ronnie. I was pretty much convinced that hey, this has got to be uh, a time lady or time lord, which you know, however you want to call it. And it was not until the very end that when she said Missy Short for Mistress, that that it was revealed for me. So so that was kind of a shock because I was sitting there going, oh oh cool, it's the Ronnie, it's the Ronnie, and then. Uh, you know, here we come. Oh, you know, I'm the mistress. So, you know, kudos for them because you know that took me by surprise. So, uh, again, five out of five. I'm excited about next week. Um, one final comment, um, and that would be I did like seeing a softer side of um, the softer side of Capaldi's doctor saying, you know, yes, you betrayed me. Yes, mm-hmm. you hurt me you know, et cetera, and so forth, but I'm still doing this for you. So, um, you know, I like that. So kudos and can't wait to next week. Some great points there. I mean, uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, that, that about Danny's descendant um, would would perhaps come into play. I mean, th- this idea of uh, his mind being reunited with his body, well, the obvious way that would happen is if he, he becomes one of the Cybermen. The trouble is, if if that's the way they're going with it, I would not want it to be a repeat of what we've already had once before, where you know we had the woman saying, "I did my duty," you know, the crying, the cyberman with the, the, you know, the one that the woman that is a cyberman, but she ends up still doing her duty, as it were. So I hope we're not going to have a replay where, you know, say Danny becomes a cyberman man, and then foils. Um, the, the master, whatever his plot is. Uh, Jeff has put in um, text, the Seven Doctor is not on audio, uh, so he can't come on audio because he's sorting his heads out, but um, how does the robots of Sherwood, not Lock David, Sherwood, uh, and the Clockwork Droid playing this? Well, the the thing about the robots from Sherwood, they were, they were going out into space to look for paradise, weren't they? Um, and the other thing is the clockwork droid. Um, you couldn't change him into a Cyberman because unless he had still, you know, some of it, I suppose he did have some human parts to him, so perhaps he could. But they do seem to have been sidelined somewhat. But, um, I mean, in in some ways, this is a little bit like the uh, Davros cloning um, uh, Daleks from his own body cells, isn't it? This where This is just a new way of creating a quick army of uh, Cybermen. That's what it seems to be like. Yeah. But uh, a lot of good... I, I do like your point about, you know, if um, if that other person was a descendant of uh, Clara and Danny, what will happen if if, Dar, uh, if Danny does maybe make some ultimate sacrifice in this uh, episode? I, I, I hope we've not seen the last of Danny, and I hope he's reunited with his body. Um, well, let's the, see. The, the only downside to that is yeah. that it's, it's, it's getting a little repetitive because here, we, once again, we have the doctor's female companion's boyfriend dying and coming back to life. Rory, anyone? Rory, <laughs> have we seen this before multiple times? Yes. But, yeah, but see, she, yeah. Was, she was. She was the one. She was the girl who waited. He was the man who died. So I mean, there you go. You know, that was his thing. That's what he did: was die and come back. I don't know. I, I mean, I, 
I mean, I agree. I hope he does come back. I think it's an interesting character, and and as you said, we we do see one of his descendants, and you know, in order for that um, to happen, he's going to have to come back. And um, I just, you know, I, I just feel like we we're treading retreading through, you know, areas where we've already been before. True. Unless it links up the fact that the accident wasn't an accident, and maybe the doctor then thinks it's not a fixed point in time. The, if you remember the Father's Day, the father had to voluntarily go back and allow the accident to happen, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, those reapers came because there was a rift in time, because they'd broken the rules. Maybe this is going to be the opposite of that. You know, um, he should—he he wasn't supposed to have died. And the fact that a little bit like we've had with the fires of Pompeii, you know, was the volcano supposed to go off? Or was the volcano not supposed to go off? And there were two different histories that all impinged on that. Uh, so, in actual fact, to quote Quantum Leap, you know. Uh, uh, in Fires of Pompeii, they were putting right what once went wrong, because these pyroviles yeah. were stopping the volcano having gone off, and they they were putting the the correct history back in track. So the Doctor could, I suppose, if the correct history was that Danny should have a very important descendant, the first man who would time travel, then maybe he would say that that wasn't a fixed point in time accident and it was actually, you know, a time meddler. <laughs> hey, there you go, time meddler <laughs> uh, doing it. Yeah, but good, good, very good points. I like your point, Kyle, because, I mean, that's the only thing when you start messing with time is um, these consequences and so on that have to be done. Um, let me have a look. GBG7, uh, we don't really know what this limbo state is like. It may be that most people who have reached this state survive, but are being made to feel uh, that there is... We don't know whether people in this immediate post-death state could normally survive, but we are being convinced uh, that there is no hope. Well, oh, uh, inside them and to have their bodies. But, I mean, what about the, uh, the Bells of St. John? Is it the Bells of St. John where all those people were, you know, uh, had been sucked into the television screen? Um, and um, uh, when they turned them off, uh, some of them were all, were all right, but other people will have been dead. You know, you know the episode I mean where some people, uh, like when Clara just had a, 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 a brain, uh, you know, information taken out of her, and her body was just slumped on the floor of the house. Of course, people have been in that state for days or weeks. They're obviously going to die. So when they were returned at the end, uh, presumably only those that had bodies to return to survived. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay, I just had a thought. Uh, remember when uh, we were assuming that Missy was the woman in the shop? Would it not also be? Would it also not make sense that if that were the case, that Missy was the woman in the shop, that um, Clara would have recognized her uh, when they met, saying, "Oh, by the way, Doctor, that's the woman in the shop." Could it be that the woman in the shop's really someone else, perhaps that's coming back next week, that that may come back to save the day, perhaps? 
Mm. Well, if she was the woman in the shop, yeah, I, I don't think she would recognize her. I mean, I, yeah, I go to stores all the time. I don't. I, I could see that <laughs> that cashier somewhere else again, and I'll never. Um, you know, recognize. Oh, yeah, that was you. You worked at so and so, and I bought whatever from you know from you. You know, and unless you have a, you know go there often or something like that, I don't know. Well, well, I disagree with that just a little bit, and the and the reason and the reason why I dis, uh, disagree with that is with um, with with Clara. You're about to put me into contact with somebody that's going to take me all over the universe and all over time and space. I might remember you just a little bit more than someone that I went to. Yeah, but the, she didn't know that at you know, the time. The, the at the, the, when, store. when she got the True. phone number, she didn't know that at the time. Good point. Good point. Yeah, she thought it was computer repair or something, didn't she? Good point. All right. Um, well, there we go. Well, I still give it a five out of five. Thought it was great. No, that's great. Thank you. And I will see you guys next week. Looking Have a great week. Thanks. Looking forward to it. Thanks again, Kyle. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, and those, those people listening um, uh, to the recording later have got to realize that um, with it being the first of a two-parter, it's difficult to give a, yes. a long analysis because... You don't know the whole story yet. Exactly. I was going to make a point of that, too. Yes. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. It's always the case when we're reviewing part one of a two-parter is that, you know, you're reviewing a segment of a story. You're not reviewing the whole story because it hasn't, you know, hasn't been done yet. Dr. Chang, I really liked working with you. I've enjoyed every day of it. I'm sorry? You know, I've even got a little photograph of you looking so sweet. I'm always going to keep it. Always. Are you going to kill me? Now, come on. Let's not dwell on horrid things. This is going to be our last conversation, and I'm the one who's going to have to live with that. Please don't kill me. Say something nice. Please, please. I, I, don't, I don't want to die. You're going to kill me, aren't you? Say something nice. Please. Dr. Chang, I've got all day. And I'm not going to kill you until you say something nice. It, it has been an absolute pleasure working with you, and I truly believe that you'll never be able to find it in your heart to murder me. Now, I'll be with you in a moment. Just... Emotional at the moment. Cyberman. Got a couple of ratings. Yes, I was just going to ask. Okay, well, from Jeff to Seven Doctor, we've got uh, three and a half out of five, with for a chance for it to go up or down based on part two. Sounds a very sensible way of thinking about it. And Jiffy G7 already said. uh, Five out of five, uh, uh, the best of the season, and that includes Flatline. Those are are now. I know, like you said, uh, because it is the second half, uh, there, there, there wasn't actually a next time trailer as such. There was just a few uh, on-screen visuals and a slight bit of. There, there was no actual narration, but we haven't actually just covered the big. What seems to be the big reveal of this. Parter. I don't know if you want to 
go out with that. Yeah, well, I just I, I do want to. We have two Jeffs in um, in our chat, so there's one. With... Two Jeffs. Ooh. Yeah, well, there's Jeff and Jeffrey, and so I just wanted to clarify that that um, one has given, ah. you know, one rating, one's given to other. But I I do want to thank Jeffrey is one of the ones who had sent an email uh, concerning last week's um, episode. I, I think maybe. Um, might have been concerning the the pronunciation of of Mabe, Mave, <laughs> or or the museums. I, I I so I want to thank Jeffrey for that. Uh, I also um, not to exclude those that as others people sent feedback as well. So I um, I you know we'll we'll do an episode with all the feedback soon. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's let's play a little re- revelation of Missy here. Speaking of pronunciations, yeah. the first time watching this, I thought she said all the greys are of, of this of planet Earth are gonna give birth. I'm like, what? All the greys? What is she talking about? You know, usually greys are referred to as the little aliens, <laughs> the, the little the, the, the <laughs> close encounter like type of aliens, the, the little grey um, skinned aliens. Um, so I didn't know what she, she meant. She said graves, you know, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, I caught that on, on the second viewing, and I, um, anyway. So yeah, so I think it's going to be interesting to see where things go. Um, obviously, we're looking forward to next week's episode, and there's no teaser. There's, like I said, there's only a. Uh, this is part one of two for the story. So last week's trailer is really um, meant for both, and um, so next week is uh, Death in Heaven. And that's the name of of the um, of the story of the episode. And it's and it's a sixty minute one, and I think it starts at a slightly earlier time. I think this one start will be starting about eight pm. I think it starts where it's been starting at half eight. This is because of the Strictly Come Dancing show that precedes it. Um, as as people, that's like you're dancing with the stars in the states. Uh, as as people get voted off, 
the show gets a little bit shorter. Once it gets down to a certain number, then they don't let the show go any shorter because they then start putting, you know, uh, the professionals put extra dance sequences in and they have guests and things. But um, it's gone from a very long show when they started with 15 dancers or whatever it is. So that's why we, we I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Doctor Who didn't start till about 8.35. But even at 8 o'clock, that's still fairly traditionally late. I mean, it's it's usually been more associated with the 7 o'clock mark, really. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I, I think this has been a very strong series. I think if you, I mean, anybody can criticise it, and there are people that don't like it. Uh, I thought it's gone too much fairy tale, but yet the the last episode, which was fairy tale, I, I still quite like, despite that. I think there's only been a couple of poorish ones, but maybe you shouldn't do that because I don't know whether. Uh, Podshock will be doing a uh, series roundup at some future day. Yeah, we are. Um, I, w- what I'm thinking about doing is um, not not doing it immediately following it. Maybe give people a chance to kind of rewatch some of the yeah. favorites, or if not all of them, from the series. And um, you know, maybe after the series finale, yeah. maybe other episodes may make more sense that may not have I don't know it's it's a possibility that may not have made on the first viewing we'll see where things go next week but it be it, it, it will be interesting nonetheless Brilliant. I you know like I said I thought it was an exciting episode um, I, I think you know and it's no fault of the episode but it's you know on the second viewing it just seemed less exciting only because you knew all the revelations have or had already been made but, but again this is only like you said Dave maybe 30 percent uh, or uh, of the story and next week we'll get the rest of it so it's kind of hard to judge you know one piece of the pie without seeing the whole pie yeah indeed all right, so we'll be back next week for uh, our um, continuation of the of the series finale, you know, and as we review the um, death in heaven. So we'll be back next time, same time, uh, you know, for those in the U.S., we're back to standard time. So I'm assuming by next week you should be well adjusted, and um, and I think for you in the in um, you've already changed. You already went back, right? I- in the UK? Yeah, but I've yeah. never been well adjusted. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, also we should also make a note that we see the Cybermen marching in, um, outside the St. Paul's Cathedral, which is a callback to um, to the Second Doctor and, and the Cybermen mar- marching, um, was it, in, I think it was Invasion, Invasion of the Cybermen, um, or was it, I think it was just called Invasion, right? Invasion, I think it might yeah. be, yeah. So uh, interesting there, you know, that that was, you know, obviously a, a deliberate, you know, callback to that. OK, so a- any other any other um, I guess that's it, right? No, I think it, it, by its very nature, being the first part of the two-parter, uh, we've covered it in full and we may reanalyze this yes. part having watched the second. This is true. So thanks for everyone in chat. Uh, thanks for uh, those that have called in. Thanks for the feedback that are that have been sent, and both via social media and through our email. As always, uh, you can send your feedback to uh, to us by. Uh, well, I'm going to suggest going to our website, potshop.net, 
and there's a feedback tab there, and it will explain how you can send feedback. There's email feedback at pachak.net, or you can call the pop the the Pachak public call box at two zero six three three seven four six nine nine. And as always, I urge you to just check to make sure that number is still the right number when you do, depending on when you're listening to this show. Um, so we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, your feedback doesn't necessarily have to be um, pertaining to this story. It could be, um, you know, feedback on anything related to Doctor Who. Okay, so until next week, I guess that's it, right? Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Don't go swimming in any dark water. <laughs> Yes. Or, uh, I, I was going to say, I don't know what can block. Yeah, yeah otherwise you're just going to be exposed. <laughs> All right. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Doctor Who Podshock, presented to you by the fan-run GallifernMC.org. Doctor Who is owned and trademarked by the BBC. Doctor Who Podshock is not affiliated with the BBC in any way. Doctor Who Podshock theme music by Jeff Smith at thejeffsmith.com. This has been a production of Art Trap Productions and has been made possible by supporting subscribers and donations from listeners like you. This podcast is also supported by the Podchuck Podcast Companion app now in the iTunes App Store. Visit arttrap.com for more information on this and other podcasts. Bit of fresh air. Do you good. Why is it so cold here? And the Wi-Fi is better out here. Don't know why. Wi-Fi? Yeah, still a bit spotty, but basically... You have Wi-Fi here. You you have iPads in the afterlife. iPads. We have Steve Jobs.